Say what again? Say what again? I dare you. I double dare you, motherfucker. Say what one more goddamn time. Welcome to Into the Closet with the Greeno Brothers, a podcast where Lucas and Benny take a young guest down the rabbit hole of their inner thoughts, stopping only to laugh along the way. Everyone, thanks for tuning in. This week on the podcast, we had Luke's good friend Gavin Johnson. He's a rock climber and a really good guy. Um, We also filmed this um, podcast, so look for that on YouTube. It should be coming out eventually if we can get that up and running. Um, But it was a a good time. And uh, sorry for the lack of consistency for the the, the last couple of episodes, but thanks for uh, staying patient with us. That was not yet. <coughs> Alrighty. I think we're good. Alright. Good. More pressure this time. It's exciting. Because we got cameras. <coughs> yep. Yep. Alright. But improving. Yeah, new and improved. New and improved. 2.0. Mic stand. <laughs> Hang Cameras. upside down. Did you guys hold it last time? No, you see like on a chair here? Nice. Chair and a cardboard this, box. This is like a little tripod bottom. Dude, this is... But we'd have another sure. chair in the middle here, which was like really awkward. <coughs> yeah, this is spacious. You could so. have a king bed in here for sure. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's so space much <laughs> And it looks more professional. Absolutely. Right, so. You guys should start a business. That's, that's, I think that's important. Um, Once those egg cartons hit the bottom... You really know you're the we next Really? Level. That's... <laughs> we're going to start making money that at that point. It's, a, it's, a, it's official at that point, for sure. <laughs> All right, so... Uh, joined here today with uh, Gavin Johnson, the one and only. Yeah, very excited. Yeah. Want uh, you introduce yourself a little bit to everybody out there? Cool, yeah. Um, my name is Gavin Johnson. I am 21 years old, from North Vancouver, born and raised. It's basically all I know, North Vancouver, for sure. Um, I'm a competitive rock climber. Met Lucas through the climbing gym. Um, word, word. Yeah. It's basically who I am. Uh, okay. Nice. Easy, easy intro. So, uh, climbing, I guess kind of let's, let's take a, let's take a, a speed trip through your high school life, I guess. I think you're missing an important step. Oh, right. <laughs> I just, you I just <laughs> cannot, can't put my finger on it. Gavin, when was the last time you cried and why, yeah, my I friend? have been dreading this question all the time. <laughs> I have been racking my brain trying to figure that one out. Like, oh, you're tough. That's for sure. Day. Honestly, no. The last time I, like, real tears, Yeah. my life is pretty simple for the most part. So I think I would have to say when my grandma passed away or my cat died. For me, it's like... What's just the most recent? The cat dying, for sure. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was a big part of my oh, life, for sure. That's two in a row. Absolutely. Oh. Yeah. No, it's not. Speed was in the middle. Speed was in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, I think my cat dying was probably the last time I, like, had, had real real tears, for sure. How long ago was that? Less than a year ago, for sure. I don't think I remember the exact date. Oh, okay. But, no, we had her for 13 years. Got her when I was six, and then, yeah. Wow, actually. Yeah, okay, that's pretty crazy. So, I got into a new house. It was big enough to have a cat. So, me and my... I've got two older brothers. My oldest brother really wanted a cat. So, we picked out a cat. She was an absolute free like so psycho all the time just running around the house doing crazy things my mom when we got the cat she was like it's always the best thing is to get the friskiest cat you can find it's like got a good personality gotta do these things and she was a menace the entire entire time but for sure i would say yeah that was the last time i cried absolutely like real tears when my cat died 
It's a good year, then. Yeah, I mean, that's whack. I mean, we never had pets growing up, so but a hard time. We definitely, we'd, we'd, be, we'd be in that category, probably. Totally. Yeah. How, how did your, this old age? Just old age. No, absolutely. We, she, you know, she was, she was old. She was like 16, I think. She was okay. a very, very old cat for sure. I mean, yeah, considering that's the only time I can remember crying, it's clearly shows that my life is pretty, de- pretty decent. Yeah, I, you're doing good. I, yeah. I, I, I try and make myself as positive as possible. I try and surround myself with positive people. So like that definitely helps with the lack of negative emotion in my life. Yeah. 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 That's sweet. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, all right, yeah, now. Now, yeah, now we can, you can fast yeah, forward. So, now the business I guess, yeah, I'll <laughs> get that out of the way. Uh, when do you start climbing? It's a good question. So I, I try and do the math, and it kind of changes every time I do it. I think my first competition was, please don't correct me if I'm wrong with math, but I think it was 2003 or 2004. So I've been climbing for 13 years. Um, yeah, started, so my grand, my, so my, my parents, not my grandparents, my parents were um, outdoor guides for a, a summer camp so they were they were mountain climbers and they were hikers and stuff like that so as as when i was younger me and my oldest brother got super super into climbing um obviously went to a climbing gym as a birthday party as most people do got super psyched on it my brother joined the youth team um when he was 14 years old and then two years or a year after that i joined him following him i was like oh cool this looks really fun he's enjoying it i thought i would like it too and then ever since then i've been climbing um played competitive sports all through high school all through elementary school was on a competitive soccer program and then got to like a select level and it was just it got to the point where it was i had to write down write down what i was eating have a curfew all that stuff and it was like i had to pick between climbing and soccer and obviously i picked climbing yeah yeah what that's is soccer like a is soccer like a big thing out here absolutely soccer in vancouver is it's it's like what everybody does when they when they first start a sport they'll do soccer and then maybe they'll window away from soccer and they'll play baseball it's like baseball and soccer i would say are the two biggest things as youth for sure, and then yeah, definitely just be, there's all the way from like I said, the U11 is the first year, okay. you can play, and it's just like eight and up. Like, I, would, I would imagine those kids are about eight and up, right. and then you go until it's like select as you get to like, like 16 or something like that. But it's definitely soccer is. I would say soccer is definitely bigger than hockey here. Okay, yeah. I would imagine back in Ontario though, it's definitely hockey is bigger. Yeah, I think hockey take like we. I think everyone starts kind of playing soccer, but yeah, like don't get me wrong, hockey's huge. Absolutely, hockey's massive. It's it's Canada. It's gonna be big no matter where you go. But uh, I, I would say I would say soccer is probably more popular as a younger age. But yeah, I couldn't tell you like I I think when I was in high school I couldn't name anybody who was over the age of fourteen mm-hmm. who was a male who played soccer. Because I think it's right at that that's the age. I think it's as soon as you get out of elementary school that's when it becomes select and you, you end up paying like gold, silver, bronze, and you play one of those levels and it gets way more competitive. Oh, okay. And you start having rules and guidelines behind what you have to do with your life. And it kind of starts to have a larger impact than just a sport I play outside of my life. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the age that you made the, had made the choice? I think, yeah, I think I was 15 when I, I played a year of a select level soccer and then decided right. to focus on climbing. Absolutely. And how much, so wait, your brother's, how, how much older is Matt? So I've got two older brothers. So my middle brother, Dylan, is three years older than me. And then Matt is three years older than Matt. So there's a six year gap between me and Matt. Wow. Yeah. Okay, geez. Mm-hmm. So you went, like, you didn't even go to school at, this, at the same time? As no, Matt, I think, no. I guess when my middle brother was in grade 12, I was in grade eight. Yeah. yeah, and then in Vancouver, obviously, high school is grade 8 to grade 12. So, did, and together. Dylan, did he play soccer so, longer? Yeah, or? so he, he started climbing when Matt and I did outside with our parents, but never really never really fell in love with it. Uh, he was much more into basketball. Okay. So he played, he played like, a bunch of sports when he was younger, 
And then when he got to high school, he just absolutely fell in love with basketball. So he played basketball all the way from grade 8 to grade 12. Um, and that was definitely the thing he did. That was his life. He played basketball and snowboarded and stuff like that. And then after high school, obviously basketball ended, so focused more on snowboarding. And then did that for a bunch. And then Matt and I kind of just pursued climbing. Huh. Yeah. Oh, sweet. Sweet. Are you happy with your choice, do you think? You ever had those moments where you're I always, th- I always think, because I was, I was playing at the highest level of soccer I could play at that point. And it's like, I, I always ask myself, I was like, okay, if I, had, if I had kept playing soccer, would I have been making money with doing it? Would I have been, had a career doing soccer? Realistically, probably not. I was not that good at soccer. But it's just climbing is such a small sport and it's so unrecognized that it's like climbing's really, realistically, climbing's not going to take you anywhere as a career. It's a very small percentage of people who actually climb who end up making a career out of it. Whereas it's like with soccer, it's like, okay, cool. Could I have maybe gotten a school scholarship? Could I have gotten something along those lines? But no. I mean, I'm very happy with the choice I made. I absolutely love climbing. Climbing is, makes up a very huge part of my life. But I, I definitely ask that question of would, would soccer have done something different for me? Right. Yeah. Did you... With... So... Elementary school and high school here, you played soccer, and then you switched to competitive uh, climbing exclusively. Yeah. Were you going to, like, big meets by that time then? Yeah, so I was I was climbing while I was playing soccer. So while I was playing soccer, I was absolutely climbing just as much as I was playing soccer. So I was training climbing three days a week, playing soccer a game once a week, practice probably once or twice a week. Right. And then switched to just climbing at, uh, I guess, when, when high school started, and definitely started focusing more on that, being able to have the time to be able to train and focus specifically on that. Um, even like, like I was saying earlier, it's a pretty new sport. So competitions were pretty low key at that point for climbing when I was younger. Um, even in grade eight and grade nine in a category. So say I was in the, like the 12 and 13 year old category, there would maybe be six athletes. Right. Whereas flashback or flash, flash forward, like 10 years, whatever we are right now, there's 20, 30 people in a category. So it's, it's uh, grown exponentially. Right. So it's definitely, it definitely focused absolutely f- had more of a focus on climbing but it just wasn't wasn't nearly the same level right it just was not as popular uh-huh. at all yeah now high school for you is that like like i don't know some people are like high school like best time of your life kind of thing or like were you kind of itching to get out of there yeah i don't know um Grade 8 to 11 are definitely a blur it was kind of like yeah say that happened i did it i played all the sports in high school i played basketball plates Tried out for soccer, didn't make the team because that was terrible. But played basketball, played frisbee, played track and field, all that stuff. So did everything. So I was super involved in the school. But up until grade 12, it was never like, oh, this is actually something I enjoy. This is kind of cool. This will help me later on in life. But I absolutely, absolutely love grade 12. I'm sure you guys experience the same thing. But like in high school, everything is, everybody seems very separate. So it's very cliquey. Mm-hmm. Right? There's like, mm-hmm. there's definitely, in grade 8, there's definitely like people who went to elementary school together are friends in high school in grade 8. Right. right? And then people start to separate. You have more friend groups. There's like, this group here, they're the jocks, there's this group here, there's so on and so forth. And then kind of when you get to grade 12, at my school at least, it definitely seemed like everybody kind of joined together and everybody kind of started commingling as groups, which was really, really cool for me. Um, and it just absolutely, like, all the grad events and stuff like that were super, super, super fun. Absolutely. It was a, it was definitely a good time. I don't, wouldn't say it was, high school was the time of my life. No, yeah. Like yeah. I said, it was definitely a blur for the first three years, four years, but it was absolutely enjoyable for sure. Grade 12 was... Now, one thing I've noticed out here compared to Ontario is a lot of kids seem to have a shit ton of homework in high school. Like, they're just, like, working asses off in, like, private schools and, like, all this, like, IB and AP and, like, whatever. Was, it was, would you say your high school experience was, like, 
I honestly cannot. Hardcore. I, I can't even say it was a lot of work after because I'm in university now and it's just it's uncomparable. It's university is obviously a ridiculous amount of work. Um, and I personally, I didn't take any AP classes. I didn't take any IB, so it was pretty. I had to try, but it was it was definitely cruise control for the majority of it. Right. Obviously, it was learning new new things, and it was, it was yeah. obviously a step up from elementary school. But it was never like a a grind, staying up till two in the morning, staying up till three in the morning, trying to get assignments done. It was pretty much like, yeah, cool, I can do this, or I can do it on a spare block, or I can do it the morning before, or <laughs> something along those right. lines. It yeah. was never yeah. like it. There was never the grind like there is in university. Absolutely not. Yeah. I went to a pretty generic public school, so maybe private, okay, school, yeah, private yeah. schools are different. But no, I went to a pretty generic public school, so it was pretty, pretty yeah, low Because I mean, in Ontario, no like standardized testing. Like you guys had a provincial. Yeah, exam exactly. So a provincial exam. So for sure, there's I think there's like three or four courses: English, social studies, and ooh, that might even be it. Maybe just English and socials. But it's for two two different years: grade eleven and grade twelve. You have provincial exams, I think. Obviously, those are a little bit more wrapped up, but not even because provincial exams, as you said, are standardized. So everybody has to take it, whether you have a learning disability or not. Yeah. So the test, the caliber of the test is quite often bumped down a little bit rather than like a right. physics test yeah. or chemistry or something like that. Yeah. Blah. I mean, yeah, I don't know. For us, like, and not to sound like arrogant or anything, but high school is like not hard like academically, mm -hmm. I would say no. Yeah. Very cruise control, is a good way to put it. Yeah, yeah. I, honestly, yeah, I, would, I would feel the same way. It's it was, it was and it was just like no, like I, even people here, like oh, I got like you know provincial exams, like gotta do good mm -hmm. on those, and it's just like we had like we call it like a quail in grade nine, which yeah. is like was that math? Mm -hmm. And that's and some sort English of grade ten. Yeah, English literacy. Mm -hmm. That's literacy test. Is yeah. like can are you like can you write? You're gonna make English? it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like obviously, when you when you're in grade eight, grade nine, you're like. Shit, this is the this is the real deal. This is like, yeah. if I do well in grade eight, grade nine, grade ten, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get a super amazing job. You don't even think about university. You're like, okay, cool. If I do well in this school, I'm gonna get in, I'm gonna get to university, or I'm gonna get a sweet job. Realistically, eight, nine, ten, maybe kind of ten starts to matter. Eight, nine, you're just kind of figuring out who you are, right? When you're 14 years old, you don't know what you want to do. You don't know where you want to go to did school. You, did you have a plan at that point? Oh, I, no, I had no idea at all. I was like, hmm, um, I like sports. I'm gonna go to. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be a physiotherapist. Yeah, right. That's not gonna happen. <laughs> grade ten, I did some like, I like a. It was like a. So, it was like a science mixed with a co-op position, so I could go to school for half the semester, and then I did like a co-op position. It was, I was got a job at a physiotherapist's office, and I, I, I did filing for a semester, and it was terrible. But okay, cool. I really like sports, but I don't. I don't think I want to do a, do kinesiology, or whatever it was at. And then grade eleven, grade twelve, came out. Okay, cool. Hmm. I like sports. Kinesiology must be what it is. And I, I have no idea. I had absolutely no clue. And my parents are super supportive. They're like, yeah, we're not expecting you to know what you want to do. Go to school to something you're interested in and think about a job later on kind of thing. But yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah, right. Definitely not a, not a clue in the world. And definitely was for sure like eighth grade. I was like, oh gosh, new school. I'm the youngest person here. What do I do? Oh, I don't want to make a fool of myself. And then you get to grade 11. You're like, okay, I've been here for very, for two years, three years. What do I do now? And then grade 12 comes out. Okay, cool. Maybe my, maybe schools will actually look at my grades now. Yeah, we don't we don't go to high school until grade nine. So, so you have like elementary. Grade eights are still in elementary school. So, would be K to what, eight, or is it? Yeah, K to eight. I want that would have been a strange. Like some of the some of the private schools here are K to eight. Some of the private schools are K to twelve. There's a few of them, but wow, for, yeah. the most, for the most part, it's K to seven and then eight to twelve. And did you go straight from high school into? No, to I took a year off actually. Initially, I had gone back to kinesiology, and I had I'd applied at Langara for. Um, 
like an HGIN program. Um, got into the program, went to register for courses. Everything was full. At the time, I was like, wow, my life is ruined. Like just what? in grade 12? Like just normal application process? Yeah. So applied for the program, got in, did all that stuff. And when it came to registration time, every single class, every single time was full. I have no idea how it happened. Right. But I was like, wow, shit, my life is over. What am I going to do? I was like, okay, wait a minute. This is not going to be the end of the world. So I actually took a year off, which was the best decision ever. So I took a year off and completely reassessed. I just focused on climbing, had the best climbing year of my life, was able to travel around climbing, do all that stuff, compete. It was absolutely phenomenal. And then um, after that year, I went back to school. Okay. Yeah. Do the same program, same place? No. Stopped communication. Sorry, stopped kinesiology, went into communications. So now I'm studying communications at Capilano University. Yeah, so obviously entirely different, but I just yeah, I definitely spend some time kind of just thinking like, yeah, kinesiology is sweet. It's very related to what I'm passionate about, but it's pretty specific, whereas communications is the opposite. It's something I've, I've got interest in. I've got interest in learning more of what it was. When I first started, I was like, hmm, communications, what is that? Not a clue. In high school, communications was like, not the special kid English, but like the lower level of English for yeah. people who like maybe weren't so good in school or had an ESL problem or something like that. So like, I was like, oh, what is communications? And then did a little bit more research into it and realized how broad of a field it is and how, how much it opens up your right. av- availability to be able to do other things later on. So pretty psyched on that, I would say. I don't know. So what, you've been in, is this your third year then? It's my I third think? year, yeah. Absolutely. Cool. Mm-hmm. Um, before, uh, like... That back to that that year off. Yeah, and you said that, that was best decision ever. Like best decision that you would recommend it to other people. It, I I can't really say yes or no. It kind of depends on the person. I know a bunch of people who have gone straight through from grade eight to grade to finishing their degree and absolutely loved it. Had a great time. Never felt burnt out. But for me, I absolutely like after after grade twelve I was like, okay, cool. I've done this much school. I've done from kindergarten to grade twelve. I need a break. So I took a break and it was the best decision ever. I don't, it's like. It fully, fully depends on the person. I don't think I could personally say, for me, it was fantastic. I would absolutely recommend it, but I don't think I can say, yeah, this is the right choice. You should do this. Everybody should do this. But in my situation, for me as a person, it was it was amazing because I had other things going. I know so many people who maybe they did a semester of school and didn't like it or graduated from grade 12 and decided not to go to school. And then you just kind of get out of the swing of things and then they, you never go back or it takes you three, four years to go back. And then after that four years off, it's so hard to go back. Like even after even after a year off, it was uh, it was a struggle. Like I had to kind of reteach myself how to learn and how to focus, because I was kind of just like doing what I wanted. I was working a lot and and climbing as much as much as I wanted, whenever I wanted, wherever I wanted, which was absolutely amazing, and hanging out with friends, doing all that stuff. But for me, it was it was definitely the right choice. Looking back now, at the time, I was like, hmm, I don't know, maybe I'm going to be unmotivated to go back to school. But at the time, it was absolutely perfect. And you changed directions too, which is fully changed directions, which I think was yeah was due to the time off and like kind of reassessing what I wanted to do and what I wanted to focus on. Working on that year off was that at the climbing gym? Yeah, I worked at the Hive at that point. Yeah. So that was at the downtown location. Yeah, the, the North Shore wasn't open yet, so I was commuting. Oh, so you've been working there a while then. I worked there for almost five years, I guess four and a half. Yeah. Pretty close to. Yeah, dude, it's crazy. Did you start on? What did you start doing? I started on desk. Really? Yeah, I was this little 18-year-old who was just working on working on the front desk. It was like, and it was, wasn't busy at that point at all. So it was just me and one other dude working yeah, on Yeah, how long? They must not have been open that long at that point, right? No, I so basically we opened in March of 2012, and I started in July of the same year. Wow. Oh, yeah, so we were, we were pretty fresh. <laughs> one of the original. Yeah, off the ground. I think, yeah, looking back now, I think there's me and, other than the managers and owners, there's me and one other dude who's been there for the longest. Wow. Kind of cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
And were you still climbing on the edge team at that point? No. So basically, my brother has been a climbing coach for a while now. Basically, the edge ownership changed and the whole vibe behind the place kind of changed. So my brother moved to the Hive and started the program there. I think he started it in July or a little bit after that. So the first year that they opened. And then myself, this was my last year of competing. So myself and uh, I guess like three or four of the older athletes on the youth team at the edge moved to the Hive and followed Matt. So we started there and we started the youth program there, which now is awesome. Absolutely amazing. But yeah, we started the, we were the first, first year there. Mm-hmm. So yeah, worked uh, worked at the front desk and then on the uh, youth team for a year. for the team there. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! And so you competed that year, and then did you did you take a break from competing after that? Or? No, I I mean I took a I took a break based on injury, but never because I wanted to. It was always because I like I could not climb because of injuries. But okay. nothing. No, I definitely have. I've always been climbing. I've either I've either been been training or climbing. Yeah. So my last year of youth. So youth goes up until you're at the age of nineteen. And the last year of youth, I didn't get to compete very much because I was injured. So I ended up, I was still training that entire year. So I was still busy training, but never actually got to compete. Um, but it was still part of the gym and still part of the team and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Now you're balancing competitive climbing with university. And work, yeah. But university is like unrelated to your sport completely. Completely. Whereas for our careers, it was... Pretty, it was more tightly... It was woven it, together. Right, yeah, because obviously swimming is a huge, huge, on all levels, varsity, Olympic, local, all that stuff, whereas climbing is so small. This is the first year it's been recognized as a sport right. by the IOC. Um, I mean, I've like tried to kind of mend the two worlds in the sense I started a climbing club at my school, but it's pretty low-key, just unofficial in any, any way, just like just a bunch of people who meet and kind of climb, just kind of spread my passion for the sport. Right. Because all through high school, I was the only rock climber at the school. There was hella soccer players hella basketball players hella hockey players but it was like it was just like me it was just funny like talking to people it's like yeah I play hockey I play I play baseball I play soccer it's like yeah I, I rock climb it's like what's that oh well cool it's like what does that mean what do you do it's like, there's always like they always go to questions like oh is it about who gets the highest it's about who gets goes up the quickest do you climb on plastic it's like yeah there's always these stereotypical questions that you get asked and it was just kind of weird as a high school growing up all through elementary school all through high school being the only person who rock climbed and then now looking at people who are in grade nine, in grade 10, there's so many people. And even at my university, it's super cool. I started the climbing program and there was four of us. And then this is the second year it's running. We've got 30, 40 plus participants. So it's super cool just to see uh, how yeah. exponentially the sport is growing on all levels, which is really cool. That is good. Mm-hmm. So now it's um, like working at the gym and doing at school and stuff like when school ends then you just go then you're just like great now it's done and then you just get to go into it full time now like you mean after the degree ends yeah yeah because you're coming to a close ish yeah so it's i've been there for three years i'm only taking four courses so technically speaking i'm in end of my second year beginning of my third year so it's there's a weird transition there and i honestly haven't thought too much about sure what's next um Obviously, I thought like roughly what field I want to go into, but I never really thought like past that. It's like, oh, I'm gonna get a job in this specific thing at this company, doing this, making this much money a year. For me, it's like I'm pretty content to do whatever as long as it's within the realm of what I'm interested in. Right. So I would love to work within the outdoor industry, doing something. So obviously, communications being a super broad, broad degree, you can go into advertising, you can go into marketing, you can go into PR, something like that. Like, so as long as it's within the outdoor industry and it's low key enough, or not low key, but flexible enough that I'm still able to climb and enjoy my life. I don't want to be stuck behind a desk, right? I don't want to 
be working all the time. Mm. Yeah. And for me, school has always been hard. Like I, I, I'm a smart person, but I, I don't really, I don't enjoy school. I absolutely love learning. I love expanding my mind, but I, I hate the, the pressure and the time constraints put on it. Like realistically, in, in I understand it's like yeah, prepping you for the for the real world. In the real world, you're not going to be having two papers, two tests, and a midterm to prep for within the span of two weeks. You're yeah. going to have hey, here's here's your project. You have three weeks to do it, and here's your team. Yeah. Right. So for me, it's just really hard to kind of get that mental switch to be able to focus on school. I find it I find it very difficult. I absolutely love, I really I find what I'm doing super super interesting, and I really enjoy what I'm doing. But I find the motivation kind of hard sometimes to be able to say hey, this is I need to suffer up now to be able to, in the future, be able to do what I want. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's kind of always been a thing. Even through high school, it was like, yeah. And now in, in university, it's, I don't really, I spend as little time at the university as possible. Whether or not that's a good thing, I'm kind of like there for classes and then I leave. Like, yeah, I don't know. Right. But like you're, yeah, I have things in my life that I do the same thing. Like I'm so aware of it like you're aware of the fact that you're only there for classes mm-hmm. and it's like but yeah I have no idea if that's a good or a bad thing but doing it I think I struggle in a similar way but it more, mainly just like with motivation like mm-hmm. yep like um, for me every semester I'm like okay I'm gonna take a semester off and I just never do it cause it's like well I take a semester off now it's just another semester later on and everything I do in my life is kind of just like yeah if I don't enjoy it just I'll just go head down and just just do it if I'm at work, if I'm, if I'm just something I'm doing, doing something, I, it's not enjoyable. Or if I'm at training or something like that, it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm very good to just like head down and just just hammer. And I kind of, I tend to do that for school sometimes, and it's definitely not ideal because you definitely miss out on opportunities and you miss out on learning as much as you could. Right. And definitely taking a break is a good thing. Like obviously, what you're doing, Luke, just mm-hmm. like, I'm sure right now you're pretty content and you're pretty psyched and you're yeah. motivated to go back to school, whether it be something new, something different. But yeah, the motivation is definitely definitely something. Yeah, it's, it's such a strange beast I find sometimes. Mm-hmm. Totally. Um, now you, through climbing, have a lot of sponsorships. Yeah. Um, does that, you think that ties in with your ability to communicate well with people? It absolutely helps, for sure. Being able to, like... And I guess kind of walk us through maybe how that... Like, you know, the difference between maybe a sponsorship and, like, an ambassador versus kind of like a, you know, rep or whatever. Because, like, yeah. in swimming, it's, like, if you, to get sponsored by, uh, first of all, there's, like, three companies out there. Yeah, totally. Which you is are, like, thing, you know. Right? In swimming, you need water really? in a swimsuit. Whereas here, it's, like, climbing, you need climbing shoes, you need chalk, you need, there's so many different levels to it. Yeah. And climbing being a pretty new sport, there's kind of, the lines between what is a sponsorship, what is an ambassador, what is a brand rep. They're kind of all one and the same thing. Um, it seems like this sport specifically, companies are moving away from we want the best athletes to we want the athletes that best represent our brand. Okay? okay. So like whether you align with the mission statement of the brand or you can talk well about the brand, whatever that may be, it just seems like like in no in no way am I the strongest climber in Vancouver, in Canada, in the world. Absolutely. So far from that. But it's just I do have... I feel like I do a good job of selling myself and I'm very good at talking to people within the climbing community about the product. And if I find something that I'm absolutely passionate about, I'm very good at ex- expressing that and talking to people about it and teaching people about it. Like I'll go out of my way and do my own research about a product to be able to 
pitch it to somebody and not try and sell it to them, just let them know it's there and what that product is about. So most companies now are, you're a brand ambassador for them. Okay. Um, and you're just, your job is to wear their product and when you are talking to people, whether you're getting an interview, whether you're talking to somebody in the climbing gym, you're talking about that product and you're letting them know that it exists. You're just like building awareness because climbing being so new and there's so many competitors, so many products coming in, it's just about brand awareness. And I feel like school definitely helps me with that because I've kind of understood how the industry behind brand identity and brand awareness and brand recognition and all that stuff works. So it's absolutely helped me for sure. Is that, and now does, I mean, I'm, I, this is my just pure, personal Do curiosity because in swimming, it's just like, if you're, if you're not, whatever, you know, doing like doing well at the Olympics, like you're not going to get a sponsorship. No, your team may be sponsored that you kind of mm-hmm. swim for or whatever, but like an individual sponsorship is super rare. Mm-hmm. So do you approach them? Do they approach you? Uh, it depends on the situation for sure. Obviously bigger companies, depends who you are, you'll probably approach them. Smaller companies, like a bunch of the companies I'm sponsored by are relatively small and kind of up and coming. Um, so yeah, you can definitely just like, with social media, it's so easy now. It's actually, it's ridiculous. Like I can't even imagine a while ago when it was like, how would, how would you approach a company? Now you just like slide into those DMs and the companies and you're like, oh, word, I'm, I'm, this is who I am. This is what I do. Check me out. And they're like, okay, cool. Um, yeah, it's, if you put in the effort and you do a good job of selling yourself, it's not very difficult. It used to be super, super hard. So that's people like, oh, cool, you're sponsored. It's like, yeah, it's if you put in the effort and you put in the time and you do a good job of selling yourself, it's not it's not very hard. Oh, okay. Obviously, there's some like the bigger companies is obviously super difficult because everybody wants to get on them. But if you want, if you just want a sponsorship to flex the sponsorship, it's not that hard. Yeah. Can do a sport that sports sponsorships. Right. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah, it's just like uh, no, it is cool. It's a it's a very it's a strange concept to us. Mm-hmm. But it's like, yeah, I don't know. It's like, if someone's, you know, if you're sponsored in where we come from, it's... I think it's honestly any sport other than climbing or, like, foosball. Like, any big sport, if you're sponsored, you're a big deal. Whereas, obviously, climbing will get to that point later on once it's recognized, once it's seen in the the world eye. Like, obviously, it'll it'll be in the Olympics in 2020, which will be super cool. But I think things will definitely change at that point. But for now, it's... Yeah. Yeah. Pretty low key. Which is amazing. It's yeah. Even since the sport has been recognized, it's it's changed exponentially. For sure. Um, yeah. Also, okay, so this whole time you can you still live at home. Oh yeah, I do. Three dollars. Now uh, I think I feel like in on the West Coast it's much more popular. Not popular, but like I, I know a lot of people who still live at home, go totally. to school, and like doing their whole life yeah. in Ontario. I mean, not as common, or this is weird uh, kind of like or something. Yeah, mm-hmm. around it, like I think it's changing. I think ten years ago that might have been the case, but I think just everywhere, everything is getting more expensive. Specifically in Vancouver, there's not a, not a chance in hell I can afford to move out, right? right. Unless I'm splitting a room or a, splitting a house with five, six people. That's absolutely possible. But yeah, if I wanted to have my own space, there's, there's no way I could afford that, especially while I'm going to school. Basically, the rule of my house is like, yeah, for sure. You can stay here while you're in school. Once you're out of school, you got to pay rent or you got to move out, which is totally fine. All right, I've got older brothers. They still live, one of them recently moved out to Montreal, but Dylan still lives at home, all that stuff. It's like, it's, it's pretty common. All my friends, for the most part, who live in the North Shore, 
they stay at home until they're done school. It's a pretty common thing, I think, just based on the unaffordability of it. It's right. Yeah, next level. And it's an urban. It's like more metropolis than Ontario. Like it's super spread out. Totally right. Yeah, yeah I guess you got Barry, you got Burlington, you got Mississauga, you got all these places that are yeah. just outside of the city. I bet like GTA kids that are born there, if they choose to go to the schools in the GTA, they'll. Probably yeah, actually, because commuting is so, so slow there. If you Sometimes, guys went well, to school depends. in obviously not Barry, but if you went to school in Ontario, we have a college in Barry. Yeah. Okay, if you went if you went to Barry College, you'd probably stay at home. Oh yeah, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so it's for me. I go to school in North Van. I work in North Van. My house is in North Van, so it's perfect. Now, does your brother pay rent then, or is uh, he in school? He's in school. He he very recently graduated. Okay. Um, so Dylan, right? Dylan, yeah. yeah. So he just graduated from UBC, and he's actually moving moving to Tofino in March. Nice. So he's going to go work at a resort there and stay on the grounds and surf. So he started surfing two two years ago and absolutely fell in love with it. And nice. He's like, well, Tofino is the only place, really, you can surf other than going south. So he's like, yeah, cool. I'm gonna, he's, his goal for a while is I'm going to move to Tofino. So yeah, finished his degree at UBC, and then, yeah, got a job in Tofino. So he's psyched to move out there. So I'm going from a house of five people to a house of three people and being an only child. So that'll be an interesting transition for sure. Do you guys still have like dinner together? Yeah, absolutely. So we have dinner. We we're super busy. Our schedules are pretty opposite. Obviously, my parents they work nine to five kind of thing. Yeah. But for me, whether whether I be I be training or I'll be at school or something like that, we try, we definitely have dinner a couple times a week. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. Family dinners used to be a huge thing for us when there was five of us. Yeah. It was like that was every Sunday we would have. Sunday dinner and then a day during the week we'd kind of do the same thing and then as we all got busier as we all got older as as happens we kind of all had our own things to do and we would definitely try and make Sunday dinners happen which still are a thing we try to make Sunday dinners be a common thing but definitely with schedules being busy it's hard to make it happen I was thinking about that the other day that I think like I don't know if it applies to everyone everyone but most people have a like a coping mechanism for like at this time in their life like a couple of guys in the swim team are not in first year anymore but they're still on meal plan like, kind of thing it's like nice you don't want to cook I get that like that's chill you're allowed uh, to do that yeah. Uh, yeah be on meal plan without as easy to be year. enrolled in school nice yeah, you don't have to live on campus you can live at home and have, have a meal plan <laughs> interesting <laughs> bust up the hill just it, yeah plan. it's I mean I really when, I went, breakfast. <laughs> when I went there it worked out to like I think it's like two two grand for a year or something like that, mm-hmm. or for yeah something like that, two semesters worth. So it worked out to something like dirt cheap, way cheaper than if you were buying yeah, groceries. Whatever, it's like around ten bucks a day. Ridiculously convenient, and if you're a varsity athlete, you're busy all the time. Well, and you just consume more. You're than consuming a, a ridiculous amount of food, and you're busy all the time because you're either in class or doing homework, and you obviously have to keep your grades up, and then you're training when you're not when you're not on campus, so or so when you're not in classes. Yeah. So mm. fathoming cooking three meals a day. A lot of people difficult on the team stay at home. Like there's a lot of like yeah you just gotta like, people just be doing doing what they can like yeah. coping mechanisms it seems like totally. I don't know what we have necessarily. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's why we drown a little bit, but they definitely. Well, that's our answer. Do you get on meal exactly? Plan. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Plan. Easy, easy fix. And if they let me in, I don't even go to school here. Well, my, my, classes. my brother goes here. Can I can I get on the meal yeah. plan? I still live close. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, are you single? I am absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Whether it be that I don't have the time or just don't have the the drive to do anything about it, definitely single at this point. 
Uh, have you? Have you? Uh, I was. How was relationships in high school when you when it was a blur? Don't look at me when you ask questions. Yeah, dude. Like, uh, in high school, <laughs> like I think it's p- pretty standard. Like, you, there's always that one dude who has a relationship from like grade eleven, grade ten, and they're still doing dating that person. I was definitely not that person. Like, I had a a, a so-called girlfriend in grade eight, and then it's like it's one of those just like high school things. Like, yeah, cool. I, I'm Gavin. I've got a girlfriend. But, and but it lasted the whole way through? No, 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 no. It was one of those like <laughs> just one of those like nice. One yeah, we we were we were dating. We were, you you were my girlfriend. I was your boyfriend. Nothing nothing much past that. Sure. And then um, yeah, through high school through high school and nothing. And then all my year off had a girlfriend for just under a year. And then since then, mm, climber. She was a climber. Yeah, met her through. Are climbers a good a good breed, bro? They're hit I, or miss. I would say they're hit or miss for sure. I would, yeah. And I also, mean, if sh- if stuff breaks off, there's then that super awkward. It's like, yeah, sure, we were dating, and now we're not, and we're both in the climbing community. I see you at the gym on a weekly basis, but no, for this for this situation, it was totally fine. Things ended on good terms for the most part, and I just always wonder with like in inter, like it's not dating someone in the same sport as you. Definitely convenient. Yeah, I mean, obviously at least when we get started. It's a super, yeah, it's an amazing way to get started for sure. Because it's like, yeah, we have a very common interests. We have common, yeah, things we enjoy. So that's that's super, super helpful. But for me, it's it's hard to find. A, I, would, right, I would love to find a climbing girlfriend. That'd be phenomenal. But it's really hard for me because obviously I work at a climbing gym and I'm there all the time. It's a little bit of a gray area. Yeah, can I date climb? Hmm, debatable. Um, and it's like, yeah, climbing <laughs> climbing is a huge part of my life. I wouldn't even think about that. Climbing, <laughs> <laughs> um, climbing is a huge part of my life. So say said relationship doesn't work out. I want her to ruin it. Do I want her to ruin that? And it's a pretty small community. So. Exactly. Like, I feel like I would. it would be fine. I'm, I'm a pretty conscientious person and a pretty caring person, so I don't think things would end on a bad note. But obviously, you never know. Right. Shit happens. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, at this point, um, nothing. I envy people who have things who end on good notes. <laughs> <laughs> I have like a track record of ending on bad notes. It's okay. Lucas and, I, <laughs> Lucas and I don't have a very... We don't have a track record. We have a track record... Or no, we do not have a track record of making it very long single either. Would you agree? Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> as someone with larger periods of being single... Like, yeah. Did, was that... Is that... Is that pat... Passiveness or passivity that causes that, or is it, or do you actively avoid it, or definitely wasn't actively avoiding it. Obviously, after a relationship, I wasn't going to jump right back into something. I'm not. I'm not the kind of person who just wants to go from one thing to the other. Um, yeah, at one point it was just like, yeah, I've had a relationship. Now I'm ready to not. Um, so definitely, wouldn't say I avoided it, but didn't actively pursue anything. I definitely did that for a while, but that gets old, right? It's like, yeah, I kind of. It's it's definitely nice having that 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 one person that's kind of there and it's like you can talk to them you can hang out with them you can do not you can do nothing and it's okay yeah kind of just like be there which is super nice um, yeah even at this point I'm not like actively pursuing anything but obviously not against not against it at all um, I've done the I've definitely done the whole single thing that's obviously enjoyable but at this point it's Kind of wearing off. If that, makes any, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, I mean, I think I think that maybe that's our bit of our uh, our crutch to lean on. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, it could be. Crutch being having somebody. Yeah, and yeah. just like you know, 
girlfriend's my meal plan, you know? So. Dude, no, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, no, without a doubt. Having that one person in your life is absolutely phenomenal. But I'm kind of at the point where it's like, I don't want to force anything. Yeah, I think actively right? looking for it is like the wrong way. Yeah, to like I've had a bunch that. of friends who have just like, yo, I, I want a girlfriend. I'm going to put all my effort into finding a girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah they, find a, they find a girlfriend, but it's not, it's not the right person. Right? I don't. I don't want to be that person who puts in the effort and then it's just there's. Yeah, there's I don't no, know. It's just not. It just doesn't work out for me. This may be me being lazy, but it's like for me, it should be somebody that I don't really have to put effort into. It's kind of just. It's just there. And it happens yeah, yeah. And it's perfect. But yeah, could be a lost cause. We'll find out. Uh, it'll, it'll work out. <laughs> yeah. It'll work out. One day when I'm a grown up. No, I envy that like a little bit. You know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't feel dependent, but I just look back on it and just, there was very small pockets of that. Yeah, but there was never, I don't know, there was never any time where I was like, wish you were single? Ah, uh, maybe, but it's just like, it's just nice to have that person. It's like, I, maybe, I'm, like you're looking around, there's nothing and you're like, oh, cool. There's, there's this person yeah, that I can depend least, upon yeah. or I can talk to them or exactly. And I maybe, can cuddle with them. I can give them a hug, whatever, whatever it needs to be, whatever you need at that moment, that person's there, which is sweet. Yeah, I think like, two things. Like, number one, I don't think whether I have a girlfriend or not, I don't think I would ever not do anything that I want to do. Yeah. Which is maybe a bad thing. No, that's just huge for you. It just shows that you find right. you find the right person for you that allows you to do what yeah, you want. Yeah, or I just, like, upset the person. <laughs> 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 yep. Um, so, I mean, I don't think there's any point where I was like, oh, man. Obviously, I was in five. But, yeah. Um, and then, oh, I forgot my second point now. I don't know. I always like to just touch on it. I mean, it sounds like, I don't know. No, obviously relationships are a huge part of your younger years, especially university. Um, Yeah, it's just like, obviously shapes into who you are, but for me personally, it's like it hasn't, there hasn't been a moment where I've been like, okay, cool. This is, this is great. What has been, you sound like you got everything pretty well together here, Gavin, it's uh, it's bothering me, so (laughs) what is your, what is your biggest adversity? When he's, when he's stabbing it, everything's fine, okay, everything's fine, end of the show. I don't know, whether or not that's just like, oh yeah, I try and, I pride myself on being a super positive person, and I try and, even if something's up, I try and convey an idea that I'm happy, psyched, in a positive mood. I, like I said earlier, I really try and surround myself with people that I enjoy spending time with and share my ideas, share my optimism, all that stuff. Yeah. And I find that definitely helps me focus and do what I need to do and do what I want to do. I, yeah, I feel like I'm, I'm pretty lucky to have an amazing upbringing and live in an amazing city and do exactly what I want to do. It's, yeah, pretty fortunate that I'm not like, okay, I'm, I'm stuck. I don't really feel like, I, some days I feel like, yeah, is this what I want to do? Do I want to be in school? Do I want to keep climbing? Um, but for the most part, it's pretty, pretty good. That's pretty good. I mean, that doesn't make it doesn't like... make a good interview, but well, no, <laughs> I, mean, it does. I don't. Know. It's not like we're sitting here being like, dude, I wish you had no, days where you're just like, yeah. what's you... your favorite color? Um, or you're... well, no, I... <laughs> no, I, I, it's not like I'm wishing you to be sitting there yeah. being like, what? <laughs> how the fuck did I get here? Why aren't you depressed? <laughs> <laughs> Show me sadness. Why no, don't like, you? Like we like how people on here that are struggling. And then tell us how they deal with struggling. Mm-hmm. But you're not, you're having a good time. So like, you just want to hear about. Obviously there's struggles. Everybody has struggles no, I know, in life. But, but no, for me, it's no, like. You're just like. I just don't let of... little things bother me. It's like. Sure. I'm, I'm, to- I'm you... totally okay with being a little bit uncomfortable. And kind of just like pushing through it. And it'll be, it'll be better in 
a week or two weeks, a month, whatever that may be. Like, honestly, the biggest struggle for me has been not being able to climb based on injuries or not being able to focus because, because like I said, I don't enjoy school. So for me, climbing is a huge, huge outlet for that. So it's like, yeah, I've had a shitty day at school. I can go to the gym and just like turn around like that in, a, in an amazing mood, right. surrounded by people I absolutely love and stuff like that. So not being able to climb, I find um, super, super difficult. Um, and especially when it comes to training, I can absolutely train my ass off when there's a visible goal in sight. So whether that, whether that be a specific comp or that be nationals or that be a boulder problem I want to do, but when I can't even think about doing those boulder problems because I'm injured, I really I really struggle to be able to train. I really struggle to be able to even just like bring myself to the gym. So it's like, yeah, cool, I'm just going to chill at home, go to school. And then it's like my school marks go down, my climbing ability goes down, my overall right. happiness goes down. Yeah. Over the years, I've definitely realized that, like, the more I'm climbing, the happier I am. The it's more I'm of my friends, the happier I am. Outlet. It's like, it's absolutely, it's ridiculous. I would never imagine something having that much of an effect on my emotional state, but it's it's unbelievable. Like, if, I would, if I've had a, a super shitty day, I get to the climbing gym, training with the team, training with friends, climbing with friends. It's like, yeah, at the beginning, I'll be a little bit weird, but by the end of it, it's, yeah, nothing matters. So psyched all the time. Pretty phenomenal. Yeah, shit, that's pretty good. It's pretty good. And like I'm sure, like Luke, you've climbed obviously very extensively for the last two years, and I'm sure you've noticed a change in your mental state. I just like so, there's sure. some, there's something about climbing. Like it's actually ridiculous. I've I've introduced quite a few people to climbing, and I've never had anybody say "fuck climbing sucks." I never want to do this again. It's always like, okay, that was really hard. I'm absolutely terrible at it, but that was still super fun. I don't know what it is. I think it's just it's such a primal, it's such a primal thing, right? Eating, walking monkeys they fucking climb that's all they do so it's just it's just it's yeah it's just such a thing that's so easy for people to wrap their heads around like yeah and relatively unphysical for anybody so anybody can climb i fuck it i try and swim i swim 50 meters i'm like oh my god i'm gonna die what do i do with my life but like anybody can climb to the top of the wall which is really cool like you tell someone it's like oh no i, I can't do that i'm, I'm really out of shape i can't, I can't climb you bring them to the gym, you put them on the easiest thing ever, they get to the top. Like, okay, sick. And climb, working at the gym is really cool too because I'll have people come in. Like, there'll be a, a man or woman who comes in who's probably 350 pounds. Like, you should not be climbing because you might break yourself. But you're going to try and you're going to love it. And then, like, throughout the year, throughout the next years, you see them, they, they lose so much weight. They're, like, they're just in such a good mood. It's it's so cool how, how accessible it is to absolutely everybody. And then as the industry and as the sport grows, it just gets, gets more so. Right. which is really 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 cool like the climbing community is just so positive all the time which is sweet this is a, this is aside from the competitive scene which is slightly different but just the yeah, the climbing scene as a whole whether it be outdoor climbing or in a gym it's just everybody's in a good mood all the time which is super super cool it really helps me stay psyched I think that's I mean I think climbing attracts me the same way that swimming did and that it's like in swimming it was just like are you walking down the pool as fast as you can? Mm -hmm. There's not anyone who, there's not like, I'm not getting judged like a, a score. Yeah. Right? It's not in anyone else's hands. Like for you, is climbing, sorry, not climbing, is, 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 I guess swimming and climbing together would be pretty meditative. Was swimming meditative? Because for yeah. me, climbing is, is very, very meditative. In a bit of a different way. I mean, in swimming, if like I came into practice, like mm -hmm. I could, I could entirely retreat like within myself and not even know what's going on. Mm hmm just be going up and down the pool like, yeah. as hard as I can. Um, and just kind of like look up the clock and be like 
two hours have gone by. Yeah. Whereas in climbing, I'm, in climbing, I'm more mentally engaged, I would say, because mm-hmm. I'm trying to figure stuff out. And that's, that's like, I think those are two opposite ends of, like, the medi- meditation yeah. spectrum. It's like you, you can be there completely with yourself and... You know, in the swimming thing, you're completely with yourself, but essentially we're exercising. You just kind of like float and like mentally float there. <laughs> yeah, no. And like, and and then and then the time goes by, like you said. But mm-hmm. the other form of meditation that I usually talk about is like that you focus, hyper focus on one thing, on yeah. something else, and then like that's like the ecstasy yeah, of meditation. Awesome. And uh, yeah, I would say climbing is the only sport where it's like that, especially when you're at the upper level. When you're like, this is talking about outdoor climbing specifically. So for those of you that don't understand climbing, this may be completely foreign, but. When you're pushing the absolute le- limits of what's possible for climbing, you spend five, six years trying one specific climb. And climbing as like an outsider, it's like, why the fuck would you do that? You're trying to find the hardest way to the top of this rock. I'm going to walk up the back, walk up a trail, climb a tree, I'll be at the top of the boulder in 35 seconds. You're going to spend six years trying to get up the face of this boulder. Yeah, yeah. Why would you do that? But it's just so cool to be able to be like, yeah, I have not been, I haven't, I haven't been able to get off the ground, but you just try it again and again and again. And it's just like you and this rock and you're trying to get to the top of it. And that's, that's, to me, that's so, so cool. It's like, it's the only thing where it's like, it's, it's the only variable is your ability to do something. Whereas swimming, cause it's so head to head. It's like, yeah, this person may get in my head, this person, like any, any competitive sport. It's like, yeah, the competitors that I'm surrounded by may affect my performance based on what they say, what they do, how they're performing, how I've been performing in the past. I Whereas so, yeah. when you're outside by yourself, it's like, this is me and this rock. What do I do now? This mm-hmm. is on me. And that's, that's super, super cool. And I find with training, I'm sure you guys have experienced this with swimming. It's like when you get in, when you get in the rhythm of swimming, when you get in the groove, it's like, yeah, I can just, I can just go. Mm-hmm. I can just, I can just suffer for an hour and a half and then it'll be done. And within that hour and a half, you kind of, you, you definitely think about things. You're not just thinking, okay, left, right, stroke, 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 breathe, breathe, breathe. It's like, okay, cool. Why, when you get in that groove, you're kind of just like, do your own thing. And you kind of, mm-hmm. you kind of think about things, which is really, really cool. Real warm in here. I know. <laughs> we have it cracked. Last time we had it cracked, it's yeah. like super ventilated. It's this, this little tiny light. Is it? Is that your theory? It's pretty warm. Oh, uh, what? I don't, I don't it's know. like decent. A little bit of heat. I think it's the three bodies. bodies. Yeah, sure, yeah. All right, so Gav, uh, dude, you talk about like everything that. You, you had notes, Lucas. I have, we're done. I've, mm. We've hit every, every note that I jot <laughs> down real quick. I know. Um, yeah, I guess uh, you got a question for us. Oh, I think unless you have those, uh, always take surprisingly long. So we can yeah, I got two questions. Fast two I, questions. I, 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 certainly can. Sweet. I've been honestly trying to figure these questions out all day long. Like, it's okay. Yeah, last we time. like to make our interviewees work. Yeah. So, the first question I have is: Do you find that you're holding on to something that you need to let go of, mm. and what is stopping you from letting go of that thing? Look at this. Uh, I think I don't know Uh, am I that's a good question holding on to something maybe holding on to Barry maybe (laughs) so it's like something that's (laughs) that's true I can answer yours pretty easily something that's holding back holding you back from achieving what you want to achieve or trying something or doing something big or small whatever it may be just something that's holding you back I would say for me, it would be like getting a degree in engineering, just holding on to that like want want the passion to want to get this degree. Is no, like that. Just holding on to the idea of having it because like because it. three years ago you're like I'm gonna get an engineering. Degree. Well, no, because in like grade nine, I was like I'm gonna get an engineer. I'm gonna swim and be an engineer in mm-hmm. university. 
And that was, it wasn't even like a, I wanted that. It was like, that's what I'm going to do. And what, not achieving that is disappointing, so you need to let go of it so you can... No, it's not, well, I mean, it's disappointing, but it's more just like... What's stopping you from letting go of that degree yeah. and pursuing something something else? Entirely? I don't know, a fear of, fear of failure, I guess, a little bit. Failure for yourself or failure from the people surrounding you? Like, failure to your parents, failure to your brother, failure Both. to yourself. All of the above. <laughs> yeah. And low income. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. And you make a lot of money. <laughs> I'm not even stressed about the money. <laughs> I, I am. You, know, you think about that. I'm not stressed at all. I know about you're that. not. I know you're not. Um, it's more just like, yeah, I don't know what stopped me from that. I don't know the fact that like th- that piece of paper mm-hmm. has the potential to be like open so many doors for me, but True. it's like, is the struggle to get that piece of well, paper worth and it? And it's like I don't really want it. It's yeah. like I know other people want me to have it. Yeah. And at this point, you're like, I want it because I wanted it at some point. Yeah, and it's but, like, I want it because mm. it's good to want it, or like, you yeah. know, it'll help to want it. And it's hard to ask that question, it's like, do I still want it, or do I want it because when I was in grade nine, I said I wanted it, and I don't want to let, I don't want to let down grade nine Lucas, yeah, who said grade. I want to be an engineer. So, yeah, I think that I'm just holding past on Past and future versions of yourself mm-hmm. are, you don't want to disappoint huge, them. Oh, that's, that's such a hard, such a struggle for sure. Yeah. And I think it's maybe, there's like, I, how you see, your, like, I see myself as an intelligent person and like you know the, with the with the capability to create things and, and help people right because that's like engineering mm-hmm. is you know I think my whole reason going into it was like help well, I wanted to help people totally. like change yeah. the world in some and it's such a huge it's such a huge small help, way. such a huge change obviously it's, you're helping individually indirectly but it's such an exponential it's a yeah. huge change right. But, yeah. whatever right yeah. even if you're working on like windshield wipers on a car but you do a really good fucking job yeah, at that and then it's totally. like someone can see a little better yeah. in the rain and they they're don't they're die crashed. exactly totally one person yeah at one point in time yeah. right but still mm, that's pretty good yeah yeah um so your answer would be so i feel like if i'm not i'm not if i'm not an engineer that i'm not then capable of those totally. things totally so is that what it is it's the fear of well, disappointing. well yeah the, the combination of that and then like i'm not gonna be able to do the things i want to do without it yeah which isn't the case but it's it's hard to wrap your head around that totally you kind of jump back and forth and I probably, if I could let go of that, I could probably then pursue things I actually want to do and have enjoy, well, or hope to enjoy doing. And enjoy the process. Um, with hundred mm-hmm. percent, like committing to it for sure. Benny, how about you? I think it's Barry. Yeah. <laughs> Still think it's Barry. Just I don't like because I don't. I I wasn't one of those kids that like really like rode high school super high mm-hmm. while I was in it. I don't think. <laughs> like it was killer. It was awesome. But at the time, I remember like, like I yeah. remember literally being at, like near the end of grade ten, and you were still in high school, and I was still in high school. And I was like, "This is the shit. Like we are the kings. Like it's so <laughs> sick." But I don't remember like riding on that feeling like through eleven and twelve, and like man, when, and 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 like I don't know, like not wanting it to end was never part of it. I was totally looking forward to the end. Mm-hmm. Last semester of grade twelve was like, "Let's get it on. Like let's yeah. get it done." Mm-hmm. So that, but then yeah, once I got to school, I was like. I wouldn't, be, I wouldn't mind being back at the calf with all my buddies. Yeah. Shooting the shit. Yeah, throwing and shit at like, people. Yeah, yeah. So what about Barry is it that's hold that you... So many things. Like, hold, hold, <laughs> like specifically holding you back. Um, but it just I, I don't, it prevents I'm, you from enjoying things here. Oh, 100%. I was going to list what things it's preventing me from <laughs> okay, enjoying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. So many things. <laughs> <laughs> I'll start, I'll start alphabetically, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, I don't, I don't think I'm... I think when I meet new people... 
they're not as good as my friends and I'll be, I'll compare them. It's like, Oh, it's totally. like, are you as good as my friend? I don't think so. Like mm-hmm. I got homies back home. I'll meet you. I'll yeah. make the list. You're yeah. not worth my time because I've got a better friend <laughs> elsewhere. Exactly. It's like, I, I know theoretically I should see them again. So why would I put effort in you yeah. if I already have a better friend somewhere For else? Sure. So if people I meet is a huge thing. Places I go, which Barry isn't the best place to go, but I like <laughs> Barry is a destination. <laughs> but it's like I don't so know, just like ever. things like places I go. Yeah, I don't know. Like I I mentioned this on one of the other podcasts. It's like talking about like a like having a home. This like how I don't have all my stuff here and stuff, and I like all my stuff, and I want to have like I like setting up like a good HQ, mm-hmm. and like that like Barry was that was good. Is Barry still your HQ? Yeah, I still like. Even I still you every time you go to school here. Yeah, I still every time I go home, I I'm bringing stuff home that I'm not bringing out here. Like I brought a whole bunch of stuff out, and I've been bringing yeah. small things home so that I'm ready for the summer to have all right. my stuff. The summer is Barry. And then what uh, would be stopping you from letting go? Not letting, not obviously not forgetting Barry, but what what would yeah, yeah, what, what stops you from letting go to allow yourself to progress? I think like I so many. Like obviously, probably, personally, I have not experienced this because I've lived here my entire life. But right. I can, I, I can't imagine what it would be like to just maybe pick up and go. Sure. Maybe this. Uh, I mean, it's hard because a lot. My of coach, like I think, I, I like. I, so I you're go, still super close with your swimming coach. Yeah, no, that's that's not holding me back. But sorry, I was just listening to another thing yep. that I, I think of highly. Well, just maybe that, like you know, if you if you go for it here in a way, like relationship, like friendship wise, everything, mm-hmm. and it doesn't yeah. work out. And then you haven't talked to the guys. And yeah. You, it feels six like six months. So it's, a, it's a fear of losing that, that anchor, the stuff that I know, ending up with no one. I, I mm-hmm. think, yeah, that, cause that feels guaranteed. Totally. So then to, di- to divert, divert my effort elsewhere. Yeah. I guess it probably, yeah, it probably f- feels like that means giving them up. Totally. So it's so like, then, yeah, I've got those childhoods, childhood friends in Barry. So it's like, if I take a step back from them and focus on my friends here, if that doesn't work out, those guys might have forgotten about me. Yeah, yeah, and then That's but and then in all the other aspects like coaching and coaching and home base and home yeah. base and uh, yeah, like I, don't, I find myself not I don't pay attention to where I am in Vancouver because it's like oh, I know barely like the back of my hand. I don't need to learn Vancouver. I got yeah. one place down pat. I'm on I'm on vacation here. I'm only here for a little bit. Exactly. I'm only here for my four years. I don't need to learn what street I'm on. Like yeah. I, and I find myself like uh, ignoring where I am. Would like, the plan be to after graduation uh, go back to Barry? No, 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 no. So no, it's not it's like, not an, like it's not like an end all be all. I will end up in Barry. No. I'll live my rest of my life, start a family in Barry. But it's no, just I don't know what I'm waiting for. For no. some place, to, <laughs> no. it's like I'm waiting for a place to tell me that it's better than, <laughs> than what I had. But it's like no one's gonna no. no. Vancouver is that place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. It could be. Right. Everyone's yeah. So yeah. yeah, this one is yeah. But okay, do you have one of those? other question though? Well, we usually ba- bounce it. Okay, back. okay, yeah, yeah. Do I have a Are you hold on holding me back? Yeah, um, girl, yeah, girl, girlfriend's holding me down for the third ball. I knew it. That <laughs> yeah, was mine earlier. No, um, a lot. I think above anything would be like the routine that I have because climbing and school and work, not even, not even work, but climbing and school have been such a huge part of my life for so long. That's kind of all that I, not, not all that I know, but that's like, I would say that's my security blanket for mm-hmm. sure. It's the friends through climbing. And it's just like the routine of going to school. Um, and yeah, I've definitely considered taking taking a year off year off climbing and not training climbing a little bit and trying other things, whether it be gymnastics or soccer again or something along those lines. But it's like, yeah, if I take a step away from climbing, does that mean I also take a step away from those friends and those relationships that, that ships that I've made through climbing? So for sure, I would say that it's just, yeah, the routine. Absolutely. Um, and I'm sure JC, who was on the podcast earlier, has said this to you. He's like, when he left Ontario, one of his friends was like, stay uncomfortable. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I try and do that, and it's so hard for me because I like, I like kind of just like being comfortable and cruising. But absolutely, I would definitely say that what I don't know if it's actively holding me back, but something that I can see holding me back is definitely just like getting sucked into the routine. Right. I absolutely love the routine. It's not like a oh yeah, the routine is my day, my night. No, 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 that that's I hate. Yeah. It's the routine that I absolutely love, and it's what makes me who I am, and it's what all of my social circles are s- surrounded by. But yeah, I would say it wouldn't be something holding you back if it was not good. Yeah, exactly. If it's it's exactly. usually the good things that are because mm-hmm. you're getting you're worried that you're getting too comfortable. Exactly. If it was a shitty situation, you'd be like okay, I'm gonna look, I'm gonna look past this and, and find something else. But right. it's like I absolutely love what I love this. But yeah, it may be holding back. Whatever. You just is that not knowing. Yeah, that's good. Totally. I would say that's what it was. All right, second question. All right, so I was asked this or saw this somewhere, but it's when it's all said and done, will you have said more than you have done? Hmm. Lucas is doing more than anything nowadays, I'd say. Don't you think? Yeah, I think so. Oh. I, 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 I oh, say it's hard. But I, mean, I feel like I've been doing it a bit. Like, this podcast was big. Getting it going. Totally. Yeah. And I think we can all strive for that, obviously. It's like nobody wants to, no one wants to leave with being like, yeah, he just died. These dudes said a lot of shit and did nothing. Yeah, no. So I think. Well, I think well, that's a good question. Though. I mean, like, I think if we're talking I like said other. I don't go through, though. Said to like other people. Like, you know, there's like said. Just said it's like, I'm going to do this with my life. Or, yeah. you know, um, when I grow up, I want to do this kind of thing. It's hard because I think I say a lot of that stuff to myself. Right. And I, so I think if we, if we were count, if we were looking at it from like the things you've said to yourself and the things that you'll have done, I'll definitely have not and not in like a oh you know that's fine that's how it is everywhere but I think it's just like one of the things that we definitely struggle with is that we we want to be good at a lot of things and you want to be good at whatever you do right nobody wants to put their time and effort into something that they're just gonna do half ass they're just gonna mm-hmm. struggle yeah right? yeah so obviously you're gonna tell yourself yeah. When it comes to me, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna win an NCAA championship. Yeah, there's these things like how many of those things that you said to yourself do you actually believe though? It's like how many of those things are fe- feasible? Yeah. It's it's it's, it's obviously it's yeah, hard. Yeah, I think to, I believe a lot of them honestly. Yeah. What that, that's like, awesome. No, that's out of huge. That's pure stubbornness. Yeah, that's huge. Like I was right? in, when I was in high school, it was just like I'll make the Olympic team. I'll make it, I'm gonna make a Canadian team for sure. Whether it's Olympics mm-hmm. or a world, no, I was like, yeah, I'm gonna do it. Yeah, I thought you were too, for a bit. And that didn't happen. <laughs> had me convinced, though. Huh? Yeah, had me convinced. But so much of that is out of your control. It's like ex- yeah. it's external factors that you all, it's like you can't no, control how good the other athletes you're competing against are. Okay. Yeah. Um, so hopefully, I, I think if I, if I stay on track now, yeah. it'll be done. To be totally honest, I wasn't expecting an actual solid answer no, for this. No, it, was yeah, yeah. No, it like just makes you think thought, on it. Right? It's like, yeah, hmm. But, uh, Am I setting myself up to... I've been trying to get better about, like... Done. Not just being like, oh, I want to, like, I, because I, I get frustrated with people who are like, oh, I'd really like to, yeah, like, live a year in my van. It's just it's a common thing that comes totally. up in climbing. Totally. And it's just like, I'm going to fucking do it. What the fuck's happening with I'm going to fucking do it. Yeah. I'm or it's like, a van, when I'm it was like, oh, let's start a podcast, right? We talked about this mm. when we, I think we had Emma on or something. It was just like, all right, let's order the mic right now. Yeah. Get someone in here. Like, yeah. we'll look up how to do it on, on YouTube and. When it's yeah. yeah, when it's feasible so, things like that, it's it, yeah, it, it's, like it's, it, yeah it's just it's, like you it drives me crazy when someone's like, yeah, I want to I want to do this. It's like go fucking do it, right? Yeah. It's it's not that hard if it's something that's absolutely feasible and is fully within your control, make it fucking happen, yeah. right? I just yeah, you just get stuck and you're like yeah, 
If I had if I had the time, I'd do this thing. Make the fucking time to do it. It's not that hard, right? Yeah. And so I think the, I think I may come a little short on the set and set and done stuff because it's like even though I'm doing a lot of things that yeah. I talk about, I always end up like, oh, I want, I, you know, I, let's do this, right? And it's just like sometimes I think to myself like, oh, um, because I've been listening to a lot of podcasts on like guys who are writers and yeah. stuff like this. Um, on top of just being good, I was like, oh man, it'd be sweet to like write something because they all just talk about like having something to say. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I can find something there. And like even write something short, right? Whatever. Like, I think that'd be cool. A good good push for me. Yeah. Like, correct me if I'm wrong, but you're the kind of person who always wants to do something else. Always wants to do more. Yeah, because right? it's just like... It's like, I get, I get bored or I've done everything I want to do now. What, what's next? Right? So I think it's hard to say, yeah. Yeah, it's not, I don't know if it's much as bored, but it's just like, I'm like, okay, I want to do this, this, and this. And then once I can handle all of it and I'm doing it, then it's, then it's just like I'm going through it and I'm like, oh, this is just a routine now. More. Like, Give me more. <laughs> like, I can, I can juggle another thing in here. Totally. Let's... Let's do this. Yeah. Um, and then it, and then it just like goes up until I get like too stressed. I'm too busy, and then I'm like, "Whoa, I need to sit on the couch <laughs> for a Hold day." Hold up for a moment. I need I need some time. Yeah. yeah. Then, I make a lot of lists, and I do those things which I like. So like I make them very tangible. Like last time I had a list of things I want to do, and I did like, and they're most of them are fun. But a lot of things, I but then I, I sacrifice a lot of things like that. Like I'm um, just a messy person in, in general. And that's just because I straight up don't spend the time needed, cl- like cleaning yeah, yeah, things, yeah, yeah. whether it's my car, myself, as far as like <laughs> hygiene. personal hygiene goes. <laughs> Which gotta like, be efficient, man. Yeah. <laughs> right, it's like once a week will do. It's like I either shower <laughs> or eat breakfast. <laughs> Food. But it's straight up just like, yeah, I, mean, I probably should more, right? Because yeah. I am generally for sure a smelly person, <laughs> right? Or just like my room, like whatever, right? Yeah. I tend to create chaos a lot there because I don't I don't spend a lot of time bigger like, and better things to do though, um, yeah. and maybe just like I like uh, maybe I could cook better for myself, but it's just like I don't care that like that much, so it's just like whatever mm-hmm. I can fill up on that has like calories that I need. Mm-hmm. Totally. So it's like I I definitely make sacrifices in some places. Yeah. But uh, I'm I'm sh- I think on this path I'll be at I'll be on the done side. Good. And I don't like to say things unless, like, I'm maybe to my, you know, to my brother or something that it's like a little far fetched because I just like to bounce ideas off them. But it's like if it's something like the podcast, it's like once we ordered the mic and we had the first person lined up, then it was like, oh, we did a podcast. Yeah, this is real. We can make this happen. It's done. Like mm-hmm. it, it happened. Not like oh. yeah. I think something once something that's in your mind actually becomes tangible, it's so much easier to pursue, right? Like like this when you maybe when you guys were first discussing, you're like, okay, yeah, we want to do a podcast. What do we do? How do we do this? What do we need? Yeah. And then as soon as you have the mic, you have the first person, it's like, okay, this is totally feasible. I can make this happen regularly. Mm. Right? Yeah. So, I think, yeah. What are you? What are you? There are dudes? I've been hogging the <laughs> mic there for a minute, so. Oh, well, I'll just, we'll just send, send it back to Gav. I think you're, uh, we are, you already know you're a doer. As if, because you're doing No, what about right you? Are no, you I, already, I already said, I'm, yeah. I already said, I think. That, uh, oh, I, I think, uh, I think, yeah, I think so. I mean, like uh, like this semester, I wanted to do this and start a YouTube thing with James, and do, run the D and D session. But we're doing this in the D and D, and me and James haven't started, but I, I blame him, so that's fine. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I don't know. I think I'm doing all right. Doing I think you're doing good. I think it's always good to have a lot. I of I, I said a now. lot. Like I did say a lot going into the semester, and I, I, they fall short. But yeah, okay. if I want to do them all, like I literally, my grades would fail. And for honestly, sure. <laughs> so. personally, I would consider. 
even if you fall short of doing something, I think, I mean, this may just be me being lax, but like, I would still consider that being done. You've tried. Mm-hmm. It's not that you've just, you've, you've tried and yeah, other things happen and it doesn't work out, right? It's like, yeah. the majority of people, I would imagine, say more things than they actually accomplish. But I think if you, like, I'm not the kind of person who makes a list and sets, uh, like, 2017, I'm going to do this, 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 and this. It's like, as I come through, as I, as I go through the year, it's like, cool, I would, at some point, I would like to do this. And I'll do everything in my power to strive to reach that goal. If I fall short, okay, cool, I tried. That's enough for me. Whether that may be me just being, yeah, okay, cool, I'm okay with failure, whatever that may be. But no, it's like, yeah, I would, I'm, I totally feel like it's okay to fall short of something as long as you're putting in the effort. Like, so many people say, yeah, I want to do this, and then don't even try. So for me, that's somebody who says yeah, more true. than they do. Whereas if somebody's like, yeah, I'm, I, I'm, I would love to accomplish this in my life. Okay, yeah, sweet. I didn't quite accomplish that, but I got as close as I could. Absolutely successful for me. So I like obviously when I when it's all said and done, I would love to do more than I say. But when it comes to cold hard facts and actual statistics, realistically, you're probably gonna say more than you do. But as long as you try, I think it's mm-hmm. it's good, successful. Yeah, and just yeah, pushing your boundaries and trying trying to accomplish exactly what you want to do. If you try for if you strive for it, you will eventually. I would say you're gonna get as close as you can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it counts for sure. There we go. Anything else? No. Good. Give me a fan in here. Yeah, it's warm as hell. Yep. Sick. Sweet. Thanks a lot, guys. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Absolutely. Coming on. Big, big episode. (laughs) Thanks for listening. Um, Hope you enjoyed it. If you did enjoy it, don't forget to share us around. That always helps out a lot. Um, We're going to do our best, get our next episode coming out very soon. So uh, stay tuned.